Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Bullet Camp Podcast special guest got my guy. Yo. Concrete in the building. What's goody, Kev? Welcome, man. So for people who don't know, <clears throat> the last couple years you've been like building a following on IG doing comedy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But give me some of your background before you decided to do the, the Instagram comedy shit, because you've been around for a minute, like just kind of in the scene of L.A. Mm-hmm. and the music shit. So kind of break down some of your like how you got kind of introduced into just the entertainment world. Man, I mean, I'm 17 years in, dog. <laughs> you know, so I was like 15. Right. DJing, producing and shit type of shit, you know. And um, like in uh, 2000, <clears throat> I want to say six or seven. uh I started really getting like a little momentum with the music, and I had a record I called Industry Beefs. You were rapping, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah, I was uh, producing rapping my own okay. shit at the time. You know, this is when like having the studio at your crib was like a, a, a big deal. A big deal, yeah. You know, and uh, I had a record called um, I had a record called Industry Beefs, and that caught the ear of uh, Steve LaBelle and shout out to Maniac, you know, Maniac yeah. LaBelle. Yeah, so Maniac, <laughs> Maniac LaBelle, and um, uh, and Sean and Lewis. And this was around the same time, like, I remember when Steve had me come over to his house, right? It was me, Sean, and Steve LaBelle, and we were at his house. And he, I'm and sure Jamie Adler was hanging around somewhere. Yeah, he too. was somewhere. I mean, I, I, crazy story. Jamie Adler saw me getting arrested. <laughs> I got arrested at his fucking, uh, at his office right there in Hollywood. Um, so we were at his house. Yeah. You know, and he's like, yo, man, I really, you know, like, love, I like your record. And, you know, thinking about, you know, hopefully, you know, getting to manage you. And he's like, yo, I have this other kid. That I want to show you, and just let me know what you think, you know. And we go into his garage, and he pops, you know, pops his record, and his this his record called um, the Bulletin got, uh, a Bulletin got no name. So it was Nip. At the time, you know, it's like Nip was barely like coming yeah, yeah. up, you know. Yeah. And I remember me and him got signed the same week to like you know you know uh, to get managed by the team, and that like that was the beginning of more or less like me kind of getting my feet with like in the industry. So you were you know? managed. How long were you uh, managed by Lobel? I was with him for like four years. Oh wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yes, yeah, he's yeah. like fan man. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I got to you know get records with a few of his other artists like Bone Thugs and I as 
Sean Manchester. Kingston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, uh, you know, my first record hit the radio. It was called Certified Kush. Uh, you know, shout out to DJ Felly Fell and the whole team. Um, yeah, like they, so they played that at Power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that who was that? Was that just you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a solo record called Certified Kush, and then I had a second record come out, and you know that one did like pretty well. Like I think we did like sixty five stations across the country, wow. type of joint, you know. And that was that was called uh, uh, We Can Make It Rain, and it was more like a you know poppy industry record. You know, I was I was I was I was really trying to get in there on some like bash. And you were going by Concrete at the time. Nah, no, nah, I used to go as Beretta. What was it? Beretta. Beretta. Yeah. Oh, shit. I think I remember. Yeah. yeah. And this is how I know like most of these dudes, you know, like Bash. Like, a lot of people see me doing skits now with Bash or Frankie. Like, or, I've known these guys forever. All these artists. And it's like, dog, I used to open up for these dudes when mm. I was like, you know, in like really in the rap game. And then I went from, you know, my, you know, unfortunately my, my brother passed away in 2008. He was like my hype man, my day to day manager, mm-hmm. everything kind of deal, you know, and passed away in 2008 and I decided to just stop rapping during the time of like the record Things hype. starting to pop. Yeah. So you so you just getting on the radio. I was getting on the radio. I was trying to do shows. I was trying to travel and, you know, do my thing. And uh your brother passed and, and he that passed away inspired in you to just yeah, walk away clip. from doing music. Yeah, I was like I'm done with it. You know, cuz I just I just started, you know, like you started seeing like you know people start acting different, you know? And it was you know, I, I actually credit it. Like, I'm glad if I if I would have blown up then, you know, I probably would have just, I, I probably would have killed myself or something because I wasn't in the right state. I was just, I was just being, a, a, you know, I mean, imagine being 21 and then you like you have a record on the radio at a time when having a record on the was radio a big deal. was a big deal, huge deal. Yeah, back then it was a big deal. You Not know so saying? much now. Yeah, so it's like everywhere I went, it was like you know, it was like people already knew who I was, and it was you know, people started acting different. So. And you know things are being presented to you. That who worked you know, your record to radio? Who was your like Steve? Re- Steve. Steve. You guys I mean, had a few. I mean, I had a few people. I mean, I had a few people working the record. Uh, one dude, I'm not gonna mention his name, but uh, you know, we had Leilani. I mean, like, oh, we Leilani. Had, I was just saying, like, is it like, yeah, oh, like, yeah. I mean, like, but we had like, I mean, like, like, like a ton of people were really fucking with the record, so they were like, yo, man, I'm just down to help out the situation. Like, 65 station. That's nice. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's nice. Yeah, that was cool, man. So I would see the little BDS, or, you know, reports yeah, yeah. and. I was like, okay, cool. This shit's really happening. And then you, you know? retired. And then I was like, that's it. Like from one day to another. I, I remember I, I put out like one last music video with me and my wife, uh, Nikki Diaz. And, you know, we just did like one record. And then I ended up just, you know, doing a, a video right here in Silmar in my neighborhood. And that was it. I was like, I'm out. What happened when you told Steve you were going to retire? Oh, they weren't happy. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Nah, man. I mean, they weren't happy. I mean, you know. Cause like when I left them, you know, I ended up doing like a collaboration with uh, um, with uh, Gorilla Black and his brother Hot Dollar. So I was oh, that's I was doing, Hot Dollar. Yeah, I was doing some stuff with them called I didn't know uh, they were brothers. Dollar Figure. I didn't know either. Wow, I didn't know either up until I started meeting them and really hanging around them. And then uh, yeah, man, I mean, you know, I got the call from Steve. I got the call from like Big U. It is like everybody, you know what I'm saying. And it was it, it was tough, man. It was tough because I really wanted to do music, but it's just. I just it wasn't in my heart. Like no to more. try to talk you out of retiring? Nah, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, it was. I, they just wanted to see where my head was at. Right. You know, like Sean and Lewis kept in contact. I mean, I, I talk to them still to this day. You know, and recently they told me like, "Yo, like, why don't you do some music?" And I'm like, ah, "I don't know, man. I'm just." Yeah, I was gonna ask you like, uh, so you retire from music? Mm-hmm. That's oh eight. This is like two thousand nine, two thousand yeah, two thousand eight. Kind of bleeds into like two thousand ten, but by by two thousand ten, I'm I'm trying to hold like a bunch of odd jobs. Yeah, I was gonna say, what do you do? Like what? Like what's the next decade of your life look like 
Because I feel like you just started to get into the comedy thing recently, yeah. right? Yeah, the next decade after that, I was literally just... Um, I remember I got fired from my last job. I conned my way into an accounting job at uh, Fias Paredes and Factory to You oh, at the man. corporate office. My mom loves that store. <laughs> no, so I Dude, somehow conned my way. Arizona that I used to go to every <laughs> fucking week with my mom. She'd pick me up from high school and we'd go to the Fias Paredes place and get shit for but like $4, four t-shirts. Four yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, my mom loves a deal. <laughs> no, trust me. I love that place. So... You know, I, I was so working. You were on there. the corporate side there. I was on the corporate side. Somehow, some way, I kind of bamboo. Then a little bit, a little fictitious lies on the on, on the resume. The, on the resume about about uh, about accounting. <laughs> you know, and then uh, I, I mean, I was doing really good, man. Just collecting pennies and just yeah. you know typing shit in. And I was I was doing good, but the dude was like, "Man, you're not happy." He literally called me to his office, like, "Bro, I'm not your man. I'm not happy." He, he sees it in my eyes, and he's like, "Bro, I'm just gonna give you your last check and just." Man, we'll see you later, brother. Wow. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, man, just go do your music. Because he had known that I was, yeah. you know. I was like, all right, fuck it. So I went home and I told my wife. I was like, well, she's my girlfriend at the time, my uh, a wife now. But I was like, look, with this money, I'm going to buy a camera. Mm. I'm going to buy a camera. There's this YouTube shit right now. And people are just doing a bunch of music videos. Yep. At this time, I already had relationships in the industry, more or less. And I was like, right. look, I'm going to call them. I'm, I'm going to tell them I'm going to do the music videos for free. Get it popping. And, and let's go. And that's exactly what I did. Like, the first dude to, I think I did a music video for was S.A. Daz and then my boy Any Means. And then uh, my boy Ezra Daz, I was like, for the third video, I was like, look, man, don't pay me. Just buy me this lens. He's like, for real? I was like, yeah, look, here's, here's the Amazon link, dog. Buy that lens. I need yeah, that I lens. Yeah, get the lens. He's like, it'll make a video look better. And that lens, man, I did like 200 music videos on that fucking lens, dude. So you were shooting, so you became a video director? I became a videographer like in 2010. And you're directing, you're editing as well? Everything, everything. Wow. There was, yeah, I remember I, I, I went and bought like a little Mac, a uh, little iMac computer and you know, and, and again, this is a time where like people having a, a, a video on YouTube was, was, was crazy. For sure, for sure. Different like was, era, different it's era. It's just such a different. Like there was none of the comedy shit really going right. on. It was, it was. There was no vloggers. Right. It was just straight. Either you had a music video or some corporate shit up there, right. you know, or you were a big artist. And you know, I mean, even big artists. This is when at the time when they were leaving, like terrestrial television, like yeah, yeah. BT. You know, yeah, yeah. it's like it, like nobody was really caring. No there more, was like you know? Black Diamonds was popping. There was like yeah, that was like yeah, a, you know, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Black Diamonds, uh, you know, Power of Ten. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there was a bunch of dudes that were. You so know, you that were doing you time. became just a videographer for artists. Mm -hmm. Did two, over two hundred videos. Oh yeah, like in the first two years. Oh wow. <laughs> so you were really. What was I was just cracking them out. What was the biggest video you you did? What was I mean? What's the biggest video I've done? Yeah, like. That you've done that, like as far as views or song wise, like what's what's what's? I mean, I I I wouldn't even I wouldn't even I I, I can't even tell you because I mean I, I don't know I mean as far as like the biggest one that I might have I don't know it could be shit something with Sakan, mm. um, but I don't know I mean I got videos I got millions of views with like Trish Toledo like you know I started doing. Dude, just like I got out of the hip hop situation, I start like I started doing different genres, you know. So I got like millions of views on like reggaeton shit. Wow. I got millions of views on straight like you know what, what people would consider Mexican rap, I right, guess right. you know. That's big. But like I guess all in all, my views, I'm I'm, I'm probably I'm, I'm probably good at a, at a billion at a billion views. Would you? Uh, are you still doing any of that now? Yeah. So you're still doing that? Yeah, I just got back from Miami last week with Magic. I shot a music video with him in, in Miami. Oh man. Yeah. So a lot of people don't see it because so I don't do show the, it no so more. So listen, you do all the music video shit, keeps mm -hmm. you kind of in the in the um, 
In the industry. In the sure. industry, right? Mm-hmm. And then at what point in time do you realize that there's something with the IG comedy shit? Because that's more recent. So, like, yeah. how'd you make that, you know? I mean, I've always been funny around my boys. I've always fucked around and I've always done characters. And I was acting during during the 10 years that I'm doing music videos. You know, I, I went to auditions and booked a few gigs. So you were, still, was, you were doing some yeah, acting? Yeah, for sure. Like, I was on Wilfred with Elijah Wood. I, you know, I did a few movies. Um uh, you know, so I was always acting, but it, it wasn't consistent enough for me to be like, yo, I'm going to just stay here and hopefully I, I make money. He's like, nah, man, I got a wife. I got, a, you know, I got, I got a kid. Like, mm-hmm. I just can't, you know, so you got to pay bills. Yeah, dude. So I kept the shooting. I was like, you know, what? I'm going to, I'm going to chill on the acting and doing all these fucking auditions. Cause it was like, even though you're booking, right. But you're booking one out of 30. So you got to go on. That's 60 a lot auditions. of time. So you got to go on 60 auditions. It takes up a lot of your bandwidth. It does, bro. It's just a lot of time. And like, you know, like you're spreading yourself out thin with that shit. Um, so then, uh, so then I'm doing all that and, you know, it wasn't until 2000, I want to say 18, I was shooting a music video for my boy Sekan in Compton Menace and we were at the, on, on Fairfax right there by like where Biggie got killed at those, uh, those lights. Yeah. The Miracle Mile lights. And it's the last shot of the music video. You know, we got all the gear in the truck. We're like, we're going to park the truck right here. We're just going to hit this corner and go to the lights and shoot the scene and get back in the car and dip. Maybe it took about 10 minutes, 10, 12 minutes. By the time we got back, $40,000 worth of gear was gone. Oh, shit. And this is all your gear? Get gone. Fuck. My boy said God had took off his Rolex. Put it in the car? And he was like, I'm going to leave it in my bag. I, I don't need it for this shop. With, like, his iPad. And he had, like, a bunch of records written. You know, just old, yeah. you know? So we come back and everything is gone, dog. Gone. Dude, everything I worked for Kev for the last 10 years In that I mean that's a lot of equipment Yeah bro Lights Lenses Laptop Everything I mean, Everything though I took the whole fucking kitchen that day Like all kinds of stands and shit right Someone stole the actual vehicle Nah they just They, they went and did a dumping Like a grabbing dump You know just put into the car and boom it was it was a ring that was happening at that area So come to that find out That happened later, to me last year you know, Someone come to, followed me out of the bank Cracked my window. Yeah. I, pull, I, took, I had 15 grand cash on me. See? I ran into a UPS store to get something notarized. And within two minutes of being in the store, they cracked my back window. I had the I had the money. I left it in the car under my seat. Of course. And they took my... Bro, I never oh, wanted yeah. to commit murder in my life. I can only imagine how you felt. Oh, dog. I, yeah. Dude, I wanted to commit murder. Bro, I, I was calling all the suicide. homies. I, wanted- <laughs> <laughs> I called everybody I knew. I was like, yo, like, I don't even want the money back. I want my fucking laptop back. That's, put the word that's, out. Like, that's exactly what I did, Kim. I called everybody I knew in every hood. I was like, yo. Put the word out. And especially in that hood. I was like, yo, dog, I know you guys know something, man. You know, I remember I did a I did the most vulnerable post on social media I had ever done. I hate when motherfuckers cry on social media, right? And I'm there with like, and I even put that shit in black and white so they can feel it more. <laughs> and I'm like, man, if anybody knows anything. So any idea who did it or did Oh you- no, yeah. I mean, they ended up catching the guys and shit. And did you like, get your shit back? Nah, nah, there's like restitution, but dude, I'm not even gonna see that back. So and I don't expect it, you know. So they caught the guys, but you never got your shit. Nah, nah, nah. Man, they had sold that shit by the time that you know, Fuck. like they weren't gonna wait on my shit. They were like, "This is the first shit we're gonna get rid of," you know. They they found a backpack, right? They call me like at night, like I'm fucking crying at home. They call me like at four o'clock in the morning and shit, and they're like, "We found a backpack, and we found a case." I was like, "All right, cool." So I, I get over there, and the, the dude's like, "Yeah, it's a black backpack." I was like, "Perfect, it's mine. It has my laptop and my hard drives." I had just shot some music videos in 
uh, Guatemala. Oh, no, Honduras. And I had just shot some music videos in Honduras, and that footage was in there. So I was like, you know, that was like $20,000. So you had that. That was in there. So I get to the police shop, and it's not my fucking backpack, oh. dog. It's not my backpack, right? But, so I open the backpack, and it has a bunch of IDs and credit cards oh, and like they were- passports, all kinds of shit. I was like, well, you guys might need this back. He's like, oh, shit, we didn't even like go through it. I was like, oh, thanks, man. And then they found the case. One thing they did find was a $20,000 Panasonic uh, monitor for like, you know, for playback on, on set. And I guess like it must have been too heavy for them, so they just dropped it. Fuck. And uh, the cops were like, yo, we found this. And I was like, ooh, 20 Gs. Here we go. Took that home. That was it. And yeah, so yeah, and anyway, anyway, so I do this post on social media crying, asking, fucking begging for people to just give me anything, right? And, you know, that was the most broken I had ever or, you know, the most vulnerable and transparent I had been on social media. Up until this point, dog, all people know is that I travel, I shoot, I'm here, I'm there, I'm traveling everywhere type of shit, you know, but nobody cares about that shit, yeah. right? That post got a lot of love. Did you get a little GoFundMe popping? Nah. No, no, no. But my boy, um, uh, you know, my boy's from 27 Junkies, my cousin, uh, Burst Rock and the whole team, and they, you know, Jake has actually threw like a little... A fundraiser for me, and I was able to get like a few grand, and you know, get a laptop and shit like that. You know, Damn, so you know, shout out to rough. them, man. So that was the team right there that came through for me. Hey, what up, man? We gotta interrupt the interview real quick to tell you about our family at Odd Socks. Now, when I be riding for Odd Socks so hard, man, it's because I really love the product. They got the most comfortable socks in the fucking world. I got a pair of Odd Socks basics on right now. Go get those. They got the socks, WWE joints. You know what I'm saying? Shout to the Undertaker, Pepsi, motherfucking, really whatever you need. Some weed socks. Nickelodeon, but really, they got the draws now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm holding a, a pair of Tapatio underwear right now. You want some Pop Tarts on your dick? Pop Tart draws. And these motherfuckers are so comfortable. Like, man. So listen, you got to go to oddsocksofficial.com and use the uh, promo code, the discount code BootlegKev at oddsocksofficial.com. You'll save 20% off underwear, the most comfortable socks in the world. Crazy licenses. Not only they got the WWE, they got the Scarface, they got the Street Fighter, they got the Nickelodeon, they got it all. So make sure you hit that website, oddsocksofficial.com. Save 20% off with the promo code BOOTLEGKEV. All right? Go do that. Shout out to Odd Socks. Let's get back to the interview. Nothing like that. People, man, that's the old man. That's happened to me twice. I, I, it's terrible, dog. It's crazy because you brought a baby bash. We were in um, Lake Havasu in 2011. And Baby Bash was doing a radio event for spring break. And our room was next to his room. And uh, somebody fucking the maid, somebody, they ran, like, like cleared out everyone's rooms. Took my fucking laptop and my hard drive. At the time, I'm, like, making 30 grand a year doing radio in Las Vegas. So, like, my MacBook is, like. It's everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was sick to my stomach. Like, there ain't nothing like getting, getting having someone jack you for some shit that's, like. It ain't even about like I had pictures of my kid on there. I had video, yeah. you know, it was just so much shit. I'm just yeah. like motherfucker. Oh, fucking it made me want to kill a motherfucker. Oh man. yeah, dog. Yeah, man, that's how I felt, dude. And you know, like I'm already doing comedy at this time, dude. Like, you know, I'm 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 behind the scenes writing comedy for other dudes yeah, yeah. and writing skits for other dudes and whatnot. And um my boy was like, you know what, dude, like you look like shit, man. You gotta do something. He's like, Nobody's gonna do your comedy how you would do it, Con. So why don't you just give it a shot and see if it works out? 
And then I did one video, man, and I had like, I don't know, 2,000 followers, and like overnight I went up to like 2,500 or something. I was like, okay, I got 500 followers overnight with this Dang, shit. That's, that's a big deal. Yeah. You know, I was like, I just got a fourth of the followers that I have yeah. overnight. All right. And then I I remember like, you know, because before it's like the only people that commented like, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm doing cool shit. Right, right. Like I'm, I'm in... I'm in, you know, Jamaica with the Marlies. I'm, I'm in, you know, fucking Europe. Like, I'm doing cool shit, but like, you know, the only people that comment is just like your mom and your cousin. Like, hey, good shit, man. Keep pushing, right? Dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's it, you know. And for this shit, it was like people I didn't even know. I was like, oh shit, okay. It wasn't just followers, and there were comments like, yo, man, funny shit. I was like, all right, cool. And then the next day, I, I did another skit, and then that one went kind of, that one went kind of big. It was me at a liquor store where I'm seeing this 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 person get. It was kind of like a reaction video. This person brought, you know, get kicked out of the store, and I'm reacting to it. And that one, when you know, that one again gave me like a thousand followers overnight. You're like, oh, this shit, there's something to this. All right, cool, you know. And then, uh, yeah, man, from there, it just kind of snowballed into like this fucking thing that it's like in two years, man. I've been blessed to get casted for movies now, and you know, doing TV shows. My TV show drops uh, on November on Tubi, and wow, you know, Tubi, just, I got Tubi on my TV. Yeah, man, we just we just uh, we know won an award yesterday for the LA, um the Panamanian East LA Film Festival for like uh, for, I think like funniest comedy and you know funniest comedy TV series. So it's and cool, the, man. What's your involvement with the with the TV series? Uh, I'm the star of it. <laughs> yeah, that's weird to say, man. That's great. Are you like to helping say. with any of the writing or any of the ideas? Yeah, yeah, no, of course, man. I think for season two, uh, we just you know uh, see uh, season one is wrapped, and um, uh, for season one, yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, I had a lot of. I had a lot of involvement as far as like improvising and, and, and rewriting some of the stuff and kind of, you know, and unless, you know, secondhand directing a little bit, you know, but definitely for the second season, I, I will have a bigger part in it. Is um, the second season already green lit? Oh, uh, yeah. Fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We on, man. I feel like there needs to be yeah. more Latino actors, too. I'm, I'm yeah. tired of seeing Carlos in every fucking movie. Like, <laughs> or what's his name? Hector. You know, the guy who's in Friday. That's my guy, Noel. Yeah. Noel, but he's like the guy. He's like the, the go-to guy yeah. in every movie. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. It's like, is there nobody else? Like, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, like, I, I guess for me, like, it's always been difficult to book those roles. You know, I don't really have like a menacing face and shit. That's fair. Yeah, he he fits the part. Yeah, but. so it's like, I, I, you know, for like for me to like, like even when I booked the Elijah, uh, you know, like on on um on Wilfred, you know, it was like this gangster dude. I love that show. You know, and I'm and I'm robbing Elijah Wood in that shit, and 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 my and my cousin, like my cousin's watching this shit. He's a gangster. He was like, dog, I would have slapped you fool. You didn't even look scary. And I was like, yeah, well, all right, good. You yeah, know, yeah. Fucking, fucking, you know, I, I catch a check. What's the name of the TV show? Wilfred. No, no, the TV show that. Oh, had. Ghetto Busters. Ghetto Busters. Yeah, yeah. When's called, the first season debut? Uh, I believe November 4th. Oh, on wow. Tubi, yeah. That's big, man. Tubi's dope. It's like an app, like, it's like free TV. Yeah, yeah, there's free TV, man. You, you just, just go in there and watch it. You don't it. have to have a subscription. Nothing, or nothing. Just go up there and watch it. Yeah, you know? it's a vibe, man. Yeah. Um, So, what is kind of like, since you've been doing the IG comedy thing, like, obviously, there's a lot of quote unquote IG comedians. There's a bunch. Yeah. What has been kind of like your secret into like kind of standing out and. I don't follow trends. I don't follow the trendy TikTok of the day. I'm not doing Squid Games this week. Mm. You know, I, I technically go against the grain on everything that happens. You know, I mean, if it's something that's like, I remember like, I mean, one of the biggest skits I did was an R. Kelly skit. Right. You know, and that was around the time. Yeah, that was, it, it was trendy, but it just, 
you know, if, a if lot it, of people fit what you do. A lot of people were making like, for example, that skit. I remember a lot of people were playing Gail King's part, the interviewer. Mm. And I was like, fuck that, man. How funny would it be to see the cameraman's point of view? True. Right. So I ended up doing that. And then that shit got me like 20,000 followers overnight. Not Boom. The cameraman. Like, that's, that's, you a, know? that's a great. Yeah. So I played the cameraman point of view because everybody else was playing the Gail King, like the interviewer, like they wanted to put themselves in the moment. Right. I was like, nah, let's, let's just that's already a scene as it is. Let that happen. Let me add the, the cameraman, cameraman point of view. And then that shit just it was off. It was out of here, you know. Um, but yeah, man, it, it just, you know, like I don't. You know, like social media comedy is really like again, man. I I, I feel like it's comedy is just like music subjective, right? Mm-hmm. People like what they like, yeah. Uh, but I just tend to go against the grain. Like I don't like to follow the trends, you know. And I like to be as original as possible, as original as possible. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, like even when I do my characters, like you know, like when I did, it was so funny. Like recently, somebody was asking me, like, man, how do you bridge the gap between black and brown and trying to, you know, the comedy? And I was like, I'm not trying to bridge no gap. You're just doing you. I'm just doing me. You know, like when I did Andre 3000, I wasn't thinking like I'm gonna do Andre 3000 because it's gonna get me closer to the black community. I was like, no, I, I would just be a funny ass fucking Andre 3000, the Mexican version. Right. Like that shit would be funny. That should be hilarious. Yeah. And dude, and I had a bunch of comments on my TikTok and on Instagram, like loving it. You know, mm. and from the black community, they're like, man, see, here's a comedian that didn't have to do blackface, none of that to just be for funny. sure. Yeah, and I think you know that to me means a lot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I'm not doing comedy for anybody specific. I'm just doing what I think is funny to me. And if you happen to be white, black, or Asian, or Mexican, and you like it, cool. Like, that's you cool. find that TikTok's a little bit easier to get traction on than IG because I feel like TikTok. I've seen people go from like zero to like. Like quick on TikTok, yeah. if they're doing the right shit. And oh yeah, I feel like IG's a slower climb. Yeah, I mean, de- I mean, definitely, IG's a slower climb now because of the fact that you know, just the algorithms are different, and you know, whatever. I don't really pay attention to that. I came into, I look, I started my uh, my Instagram, or really like, really started pelling the Instagram two years ago. And at the time, dudes that were already big in the social media world were like, "Dog, you're getting followers in a time where it's hard to get followers." No, for sure. IG's IG's tricky I feel like TikTok Like as long as you Just stay consistent On TikTok Yeah yeah You know what I'm saying You'll be all right. But I mean But you gotta stay consistent In all your I mean I stay consistent On my Facebook TikTok How's how's your Facebook Because people don't realize Facebook motherfuckers Especially I I got millions of views On Facebook Facebook is popping (laughs) People don't even realize it Yeah Facebook is popping People just like Be forgetting that Facebook's still a thing But I'm like yo Facebook especially for like Facebook stuff is like like your comedy shit Like is Yeah Facebook is cracking dog. I, I probably have the most Million views videos on there yeah, Facebook is a is, is a movie. You know, that's you know I mean, I mean that's the most I've done, but yeah, man. Uh you and Jay Valentino did a like a little tour together. Mm-hmm. Uh shout out to him too. He's Yeah, been, shout out to my boy Jay Valentino. He's been killing it for a while. Yeah. I remember when I first met him, I was like, "Bro, we got to put you on the radio." And then I don't know when it ended up happening. I know he did like a weekend with us like real, but Yeah. The station's tripping. They should, he needs to be on the radio. Yeah. That being said, um how'd that go? Oh, uh, that was dope. <laughs> you guys were just kind of pulling up to like it looked. Yeah. It, I'm not gonna lie, it looked random as fuck. <laughs> dog, it looks so. It was super random, dog. I mean, you know, like I was, you know, it's like you you think you popping, yeah. right? And so I, I decided to put this tour. I was like, hey, Jay, let's go on this little like pull up tour. We'll just do a bunch of meet and greets. It should be fine, right? So we do the flyer and we get a really good response and shit, right? And like a week before, two weeks before, we're leaving. I told Jay, I was like, hey, Jay, check this out, dog. I have a feeling that what if it doesn't go as planned and nobody shows up? I was like, it'd be great if we just shot this shit. 
Right. It'd be absolutely epic if we just shoot the tour and show what it is yeah. to be a comedian or to be somebody trying to make it, right? And that's exactly what happened. Uh, we had we good good turnouts. We had really bad turnouts. What was the worst place? <laughs> the worst place? Fuck. Uh, Albuquerque, I think. <laughs> Albuquerque, dog, we were hurting. Phoenix, Tucson was lit. Uh, you know, El, El, El Paso was good. Um, Dallas was cool. Houston was like, Houston, they ended up booking, like, I ended up booking some place. Actually, no, uh, and I hate to say it, but it was Odessa. Odessa, Odessa was, was bad. Dog. That sounds like it. Yeah. Just I'll general. give you a tip because I, I didn't even, I, I didn't even, so this dude calls me. He's like, yo, man, we want to bring you guys out to Odessa. And I was like, all right, cool. They're like, well, where's that? They're like, oh, it's a cell phone spot. You guys will be good. I was like, bad cell phone spot we on can we set up somewhere they're like yeah dog so we get there and we just i mean you know it's a tiny little town dog yeah tiny little town so you're kind of driving by and all we see is a fucking cemetery we're like what the fuck i was like dog and i called the dude i was like hey there's a cemetery he's like yeah we're right at the corner so it was this little bit it was like this is the whole cemetery and his store was right at the corner by a cemetery on the cemetery bro Oh. Like there's flowers and graves all around his shop. I asked him what the fuck was going on. He was like, "Yo, they went and bought all the houses in the land here, the city, to put a cemetery. I'm the only one that didn't sell." What the fuck? <laughs> so we're sitting there. So we're sitting there, bro. Like, you want us to do a meet and greet at a cemetery, bro? <laughs> like, this shit was. Like, you guys documented this. Everything is documented, man. It was, it, it's being, it, it's being edited, though. We got, it, it's, dude. The shit is really good, though. San Antonio was, was, oh man. Are there any other uh, creators that that you fuck with that are kind of like in the Latin comedy lane, like? Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of people doing their thing, you know. I think like um, my guy Luciano knows best from Phoenix. Is dope. yeah, yeah. Um, I know who he is. Uh, we just, we just tapped in with the, I think they're called the Mexican Ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I worked with them before. Yeah, there's like there, I just feel like there's like a it's, it's really popping right now. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, outside of Jay, like who are some of the other people who you you want to collaborate with or you or who you have worked with? I mean, I think everybody that I've wanted to collaborate, I think I did. You know, um, and if I don't know them, it's probably because we just haven't came across. I haven't came across your page or whatever the case. But I mean, you know, like. <sighs> Man, like for the last two years and even till now, for me, it's 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 really been about like showing proof for myself. Yeah, you know, um, I kind of felt that I needed I need to do my comedy right now. I need to do what I think is best for me, and not necessarily collaborate with someone because it's, they got clout. They got, they're popping, yeah, yeah, or because they're popping. It's like I I, I want to earn my seat at the table, you know, and that's why I started doing stand up. Because there's a certain stigma about, oh, if you're an IG comedian. You can't do stand-up. You can't do stand-up mm-hmm. or you like you don't deserve a seat, you know what I'm like, at this well, table. And stand-up comedians look down on people who do IG comedy. Yeah, I mean, I've had stand-up comedians tell me, like, you ain't it. Yeah, yeah. You know? So now you're doing stand-up? And not in a bad way, yeah. And, and, and so I said, fuck it. All right, cool. I need to earn my seat. I'm going to earn my seat. And this is even when I already had George Lopez hit me up and be like, yo, I see you. Keep doing your thing. Like, your next type of shit. And then I've had other comedians hit me up, like, you know, uh, you know, Felipe Sparza has been yeah. really supportive, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, Cholo Fit Creeper has been really supportive. He's you know, hilarious. these these are all guys that do stand-up. 
Um, you know, Jerry Garcia, you know, which, you know, gave me an opportunity to do the, you know, uh, uh, to host uh, Los Toxicos tour with them. So it, it was, Chico you know. Bling and his, ma maga, yeah. his MAGA routine. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, the comedian. All these guys have been like, that have been in the industry for, you know, that between all of them, they got a hundred plus years of experience as stand-up to tell me like, yo, pursue this shit. This is, this is, this is where you need to be. Then it was kind of like, all right. Cause so, I was fighting stand-up for I was gonna like say, how's year. the stand-up thing? Cause that's a hard thing to get into, man. It's not the same, obviously. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's not the same, right? I, I, hap, you know, uh, luckily for me, I come from a, a rapper's lane. So you're not scared to be on stage. So I ain't scared to be on stage and command attention yeah. and do crowd work and do yep, all that yep. shit, right? So I've been there before. Now I was just implementing some and of the comedy. And you've hosted tours and shit. So yeah. that's kind of like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's, you know, from doing. I mean, you know, like people tell me, like, dog, like you should be able to handle this, you know, three hundred play, uh, you know, three hundred person crowd at the Laugh Factory, and I try to tell them like it's different having seventeen thousand people that half of them are not even paying attention to you, yeah, because there's just so much shit going on, a lot of drunk people, to three hundred people right in front of you in the it's lights, harder, and it's, they're it's all harder. looking at you like, you know, but yeah, and they're like, come on, entertain I mean, us, make me laugh, motherfucker, here, yeah, like, yeah. Dang, you know, like it's time, let's go, I pay twenty five and let's get it, but nah, dude, it's it's been really good, um, you know, uh. According to my peers and the people that have been are like, yo, like you're killing it. So, dope, man. so, so it's been cool, man. How do you feel like, um, you know, because uh, from your perspective, you have a unique perspective coming as a rapper, mm. shooting videos. I mean, you've seen a lot of eras of like Latin hip hop and where it's, yeah. it's gone, came from, where it's going. I do feel like, uh, you know, when I was coming up in radio, there was like the low rider car scene and there was obviously... You know, MC Magic, there was Capone, there was Little Rob, all these guys. But I feel like a lot of that music was kind of, if you weren't in that world, it was it was very, um, it was like you had to, you, I guess it was hard to cross over, right? Because mm -hmm. it was, you know, there was the Chicano rap era, which was crazy. That shit was lit, high power records, all that shit was going crazy. But I feel like now there's like, a lot of Mexican artists who are coming up where it's just like, like that's the thing. Their music is dope and they happen to be Mexican. If mm -hmm. that makes sense. As yeah. Opposed, yeah. I mean, as opposed to like back in the day, I feel like you, would, yeah. Yeah. Like you were compartmentalized into a certain genre of music, right. right? Like that was the shit that I was fighting for 10 years ago. You know what I'm saying? 15 years ago, though, you know, like you know, shit that me and Bash were fighting for, like where it was like, yeah, because I feel like Bash did a good job, you know, of being like, dude, I'm just making bangers. Yeah, and he and he was, you know, I mean, I mean, he was making radio shit. He right. was making Kiss FM type music, yeah. what they call it, you know, what yeah. I'm saying? whatever, like shit that's like just super pop. And no matter if it, who it is, it, it, it's no on, matter right? What, yeah, no matter the race it is, yeah, it, it's on. But that was the shit that you know I was fighting for 12 years ago, where it was like. When people used to say like, are, "Are you a Chicano rapper?" I'd be like, "No, nah, I'm not. I'm just, just a rapper. I'm who just a rapper. To be Mexican. I'm yeah. just a rapper." And, and and I was doing that type of music. I wasn't necessarily banging on my music. It was just I was just doing good street music or you know shit that was potentially going to be on the radio. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't never aiming for anything like that. And then you know that goes the same with my comedy. You know, I'm not doing comedy for just Chicanos either. I do cater to it. You know what I'm saying? But I don't just specifically do it for them. You know, I, I do it for whatever I think is funny. And that was the same thing with music. I wasn't doing this type of music or that type of music. I think what's happening now with you know with all the artists that are starting to pop that are essentially Latino descent, which like the little pumps and right, right, right. you know what I'm saying like all these dudes like that's dope man like that's the shit that we wanted to do 12 years ago and you and because of the culture changing and because of social media it's more acceptable to just be another race and 
be able to get on like that. You know what I'm saying? It's I, I don't think Little Pump's the first one, or you know, the, I mean, the Takashi's of the world, or yeah, I mean, I mean, there's plenty of Latinos. The Bad Bunnies are taking over. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's 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 that kind of vibe. I think the industry and the world is starting to see that the Latino market is a consumer and they buy records. Facts. And they follow it. The fastest growing. You know what I'm saying? Because we're, you know, like we are the ones that essentially buy the ticket when you're up and we are the, and we are the and people buy that buy the tickets when you're down. When you're down. We yep. go see you at the car show. We go see you at these places. We are the ones that support a lot of these rappers that were hot 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I host a lot of the shows. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, the Latino consumer is the one that buys. And I think, you know, once they really grasp the situation, you know, you know, we're going to see an influx of a lot of rappers even here from LA that are going to start to pop. And not just one. You know, I mean, you know, obviously we got the King Little G's. We got the Drummer Boys. We got, you know, there's yeah, a lot I mean, of dope artists from LA. There's a lot of dope artists. You know what I'm saying? Um, Ruchi. Ruchi's Mexican. Ruchi's yeah. Fine. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, like, so there's a lot of dope artists that are waiting just to bubble, you know what I'm saying, to get that one record that's going to take them to the next level. I think all of them are just one record away. You yep. know what I'm saying? One record away. You know what I mean? Obviously, now, some of them like already have it. I feel like there's such an era, like, 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 Peso, Swat. Like, there's so many dope young Mexican mm-hmm. rappers that are, like, bubbling. Baby Young, and there's just mm-hmm. tons of them. Yeah, yeah. So I feel there's like so many of them, dog. There's I mean, such a crazy movement going on right now. It's dope yeah. to see. And they're starting to see that, yo, we, we really support this shit. We buy this shit. And... You know, I mean, hopefully it gets bigger than what it is now. You but know? besides the TV show, what's like next for you, man? Uh, I got a movie coming out. Uh, it's called Orchata and Oat Milk, starring uh, mm. uh, Jerry Garcia, Duno. Yeah, Duno's hilarious. Yeah, Duno and me, and uh, and yeah, man, man, we got some. Duno's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's a dope ass movie. I can't wait for that to come out, man. That's gonna be dope. Or- and it's called Orchata and Oat Milk. And then I'm working on the TV show right now called uh, uh, The King of Downey. Okay. Uh, and then that's what again with me, Jerry Garcia, and uh, I forgot the other gentleman. I love name. Downey, man. But that's what uh, Chicano, uh, uh, Chicano Hollywood, and then that's what they doing, call it, right? Chicano yeah, Hollywood, yeah, yeah. Chicano Hollywood. Shout out to DB Lounge. I love yeah. that place. And uh, man, who, uh, man, what else am I working on? And then I'm working on uh, a movie. It's my first, uh, my first like serious role is, and it's in a movie called Sam's Cry. I play a dad that just uh, he's kind of like a Rolling Stone, but drug addict and. Kind of wife beater type of dude, so yeah, that was crazy to play. But, I uh, bet. And then I finished shooting that in uh, November. Are you gonna make a return to the rap game? <laughs> I had a really good conversation with MC Magic not too long ago. And what did Magic say? He says I got momentum. He says why not? <laughs> hey, for real. <laughs> you know, yeah, but it's like, bro, Kev, you can do a comedy album. Yeah, Kevin is like, what do you rap about at? No, you know, do at a 35, comedy. Dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do a comedy album. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it, man. I just, you know, like, if anything, I'm going to just rap to the ladies, I said. You know, I don't know. I don't know if people want to hear me, like, do comedy rap. You know, because, man, you know, Fool's Gone Wild is doing really good at that. Like, I ain't trying to, you know, I ain't trying to step on nobody's toes, man. Yeah, shout out. To, what's the guy's name? Fool's Gone Wild, the guy with the, what, what do they Little call Mr. him? Little, e. Little Mr. E. Yeah, Little yeah, Mr. Yeah, yeah. E, man. You know, like, man, he's he's killing it, bro. You know, like, shit like that, like, that kind of content, bro. Like, that's amazing content, you yeah, know? Yeah, no, they kill it. There's, I mean, there's so many fucking dope pages out there dude it's just you know i'm fools just trying community to, fools going yeah. wild there's a lot of the food hey, yo man yeah i'm just trying to keep up with them dog because they're the ones <laughs> they're fucking selling out the novo <laughs> they're selling out the novo that's crazy right like a, a comedy with page some comedy shit yeah that's dope nah, and then crazy. you know but he 
when they implemented the music and yeah. that was shit, I mean that shit is smart bro that shit you know I can't you know you can't knock that bro you can't knock that like the dude made something out of nothing and 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 and, and that's dope you know like something out of a page that's essentially free bro for sure uh what's your ig let everybody know where they can follow at you, concrete live you can follow me at concrete that TikTok live too? that's on all platforms at concrete live yeah i'll pop up man go follow him yeah appreciate you pulling up Kev, man. thank you yes man. sir I, brother. I appreciate it brother hell yes, yeah sir infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 